Hello and welcome to episode 61 of the All Things Leeds podcast, the second episode of self-isolation. Um, I'm Ed McIntyre and still joining me on video call is my co-host, Charles Foster. Charles, hello. Hello, mate. You all right? Yeah, you? Yeah, I'm fine. Just just had a bit of a weird day, that's all. <laughs> yeah, another week in self-isolation. How's it all been for you? just you don't you don't really do much do you just every day is kind of the same you forget kind of forget what day it is i was having a chat with me mum and dad the other day i couldn't remember what day it was yeah i keep forgetting what day it is as well it's a it's a very very weird time of course before we move on to anything you know i do just want to say please everyone follow the rules the advice from the government you know stay at home as much as you can to save lives and help the nhs um a big thank you to all the nhs workers actually as well um the clap for the nhs last weekend was fantastic did you take part in that charles i did not because i didn't check social media for that entire day because i was busy doing i was busy out doing stuff so i kind of missed it but, i was yeah, picking uh, my sister up from work so i missed it unfortunately but you know the nhs workers they're, they're fantastic you know a horrible time right now and you know it's really good you know all the key workers big thank you to all the key workers out there um you know as we keep saying on this podcast you know this period is going to affect many people's mental health so if you are struggling if you're you know feeling lonely during self-isolation if you need anyone to talk to uh message me or charles our dms are open or you can call samaritans on 116123 and yeah hopefully we can offer you know some some light relief uh with our content during difficult and uh presidented times um but yeah charles another week in in lockdown i think it i think it's around a week a week and a half in lockdown now how how, how are you doing now <laughs> i'm going a little Getting bit used stuck, to it but... Yeah, I mean, yeah, in the, in the same way, like, <laughs> you kind of feel a bit melodramatic. You kind, of, you kind of feel like you're just to, like, your first week in prison, aren't you? Just, <laughs> it just kind of feels like you just kind of sat about not really doing anything. Uh, yeah, so I've just been, um, you know, doing uni work and watching Netflix series and stuff like that and reading books and, that's, and listening to audiobooks and music, and that's kind of all I've been doing, really. Yeah, I'm just slowly getting used to you know, being in lockdown and self-isolation, because this is our life now for the next however long. You could be, you know, they were saying the other day, it could be six months, so could be in for a very long time, locked in our houses, unfortunately. But yeah, same as you, I've just been you know, doing university work, because we've still got that to do, watching uh, a lot of uh, series. What what have you been watching? I watched that English game series on Netflix. That was uh, that was all right. It was all, it was all about the kind of build-up to the formation of the football league. Yeah. If, you, if, you're missing your fo- if you're missing your football, go watch that, because that's I mean, a lot of it is kind of drama as well, but there is some football stuff in there, so that's quite good. I uh, started watching that new Sunderland Till I Die uh, series today. I've got two episodes in. Uh, I'm enjoying that because that um, makes me feel a bit better at how ridiculous my club is, seeing other clubs in <laughs> in similar strange situations. But yeah, I've just been kind of do, uh, watching them kind of series. Of what else have I been watching? I can't remember the top yet. I've just been kind of like just picking random films off you know you know you know when you build up like a list on netflix or amazon you just think ah oh, i've been meaning to watch that might as well do it now because yeah. there's nothing else to do just be watching that so i've just been kind of catching up on all my films i've been meaning to watch you've been doing it soon yeah i've just been watching you know some some netflix series as well i haven't started some until i die yet i'm meaning to to start that i've been binge watching the office usa version because that is really good, and I've never watched that. I've always seen clips of it, and I've always been like, oh, you know, it looks all right. I might, might have to give it a go, and I've been watching it from the first episode. I'm on, like, season three now. Uh, it's, it's brilliant. I love it. No, I prefer the UK version myself. 
I never got into the UK version, you know, you know, the UK version of The Office. I never really liked it because, you know, they, they, they would put jokes in there, but they wouldn't make it seem like, oh, we've just told a joke, you need to laugh. It was like, you know, really subtle. You know, the, the humour is on failure, really. And it's, you know, it's a lot more dark, it's a lot more dull. You know, for, you know, a young person, I think the US version's a lot more better. It's a lot more silly. It, you know, it's very funny. You know, it's it's, it's a sitcom. It's, I think they're both good versions, but for me, the US version's just better. But I'm I'm, I'm loving it. <laughs> no, I mean, I've got, I've got quite a dark and cynical temperament anyway, so I like I like the UK version. Yeah, so do I. But I I, I just think the US version's just a lot more brighter, really. You know, in, in comparison, I just yeah, I just prefer it for some reason. But yeah, I've just been watching binge watching the the Office US version. Um, there's also been some live football on the Belarusian football league that's still being played for some reason the president's just a nutter basically he's come out and said that vodka and uh, saunas will kill the coronavirus basically is what the belarus president is saying so he's not cancelling anything he's a moron yeah he's just a nutter yeah um but you know some football to watch really you know you've also got the classics uh, classic matches on as well on bt sport and sky sports and whatever um Charles, have you got any tips to share for people who are who are going, you know, going through lockdown and self isolation? Any tips on coping with it? Spend a lot of time in your garden. I found that to be helpful. If you spend time in your garden, you still feel like you're going outside. You're getting fresh air. You're getting sunshine occasionally. Yeah. Um, try to read. Read more. I mean, I know some people don't enjoy reading, or um, but I, I I quite enjoy it. And it's something to do other than looking at a screen all the time because people get a bit you know kind of worn out with screens so yeah read keep it keep in contact with your friends and family as much as possible over skype or phone calls and make sure you do your daily exercise don't don't yeah don't do that because otherwise because it really does help yeah I, I, everything that, that you've said no i completely agree um you know exercise as well i've been for a walk today and been going on a few runs as well you know that it's fantastic you know it takes your mind off things you know just going outside and doing your exercise of course keeping the, the you know two meter distance or whatever it is i think it's three meter distance but yeah I, I, everyone's following the rules as well i went for a walk earlier and every time you were walking you know about to walk past someone on the pavement you'd either go out into the road or they'd go out into the road because there's no one on the road so you can like you know have that big distance so um, yeah, know, it seems like everyone, you know, around my area is all following the rules anyway. And yeah, go, you know, going outside as much as possible, really. And also contacting friends, that gets you through it. Of course, you know, do all the work that you need to. But yeah, just keeping in contact with friends, family, and going outside, doing your exercise. And, you know, it, it, yeah. it, it will it will pass the time quite a lot. And as you were saying, you know, you know, spending all day looking at a computer screen or phone, you know, it, it's quite bad, really. You know, look at books as well, maybe. Well, moving on, as we discussed over the past couple of weeks, uh, Leeds United have been streaming FIFA simulations on uh, social media um, of the games that we should have been playing. Well, uh, there was no stream at the weekend because, of course, it would have been the, the international break. Um, and in fact, the charity match between the Leeds legend and Bayern Munich legend at Ellen Road would have taken place last Saturday, uh, the 28th of March. I've still not heard any communication on that whatsoever from the club, which I'm really annoyed about. I've bought tickets and everything. There wasn't even an announcement, oh, yeah, the game's been cancelled, you know, just to confirm it. Of course, we knew that it wasn't going to happen, but just an announcement to confirm that the game wasn't happening would have been great. And just some communication on, you know, when it's likely to, to come back or whatever, or if you can get refunds or whatever, you know, it, that, that would have been quite nice to have. But there's no communication on that whatsoever. And I think the communication for the club has been quite poor during all this, really. Um, but Leeds United, though, on Saturday tweeted out asking fans, 
for their five-a-side team uh, of past or present Leeds United players, um, which I thought you know would be fun for me and Charles to do on, on this podcast. So we've put together our five-a-side teams of Leeds United players, past or present. Um, Charles, start us off with your team. Who, who have you got? Do you do my whole team or are we going to do kind of goalkeeper, goalkeeper, and then we'll go back and forth? We'll go goalkeeper, goalkeeping and defenders and stuff. We'll just go back and forth. All right. Uh, I went Nigel Martin for uh, for goalkeeper. Uh, obviously, yeah. prior to prior to our time, probably one of our best ever goalkeepers, and um, really well, still a really well thought of the fan, the fan base. And we arguably sold him too early. I think we got rid of him to Everton, which is a massive shame, <laughs> but yeah. because he went on to have a really good career with them as well. Uh, but yeah, obviously, I think he was capped for England as well. Um, so yeah, re- really good player. So yeah. I'm, I'm obviously, not all the players are going to be in our era because we're on, we're only 21, so we're going to choose players from before and after mm-hmm. our era. But this obviously goalkeepers before my era. So right, yeah. Um, I mean. I, I was thinking about going Nigel Martin because he probably is the best goalkeeper, you know, Legion United have had, you know, in, in, in recent history at least. But I actually went Elon Messier. Oh, I, went, I, went, I went with Messier because, you know, one, he's 20 years old, so he's young and he's probably used to playing five-a-side football. He's probably played it quite a lot, you know, in recent years. And, you know, I think in five-a-side as well, you need to be quick and, you know, you need to have good distribution. And Messier has that. You know, he's quick. He's got good distribution. Um, and I think he'd be solid. You know, Nigel Martin, I think football's changed so much, especially for goalkeepers. You know, you know, so many years ago, Nigel Martin, you know, the, the goalkeepers, they didn't really have to pass out from the back. They didn't have to have good distribution and, you know, you know, play with their feet and, you know, be quick either. They just saved a shot and just booted it long. Where, you know, as nowadays, you know, the goalkeeper, is almost part of a defence, really. And in five-a-side, you you know, you pass it back to your goalkeeper. They have to get it out of their feet quickly. So I think Elon Messier would be a good option. And he's massive as well. So he'll just fill the entire goal. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you've clearly put a lot more thought into this. Into yeah. Civics of five-a-side than I have. I just went for who I thought would be the best keeper, but fair yeah. enough. Nah, I'm going with, you... Who's going to be good in five-a-side? <laughs> Are we going defender first? Yeah, you go with defenders because I, I, I struggled making my choice here. Yeah, this is, I think I picked three past players and two present players. So I'm going to go for another past player who also was at Leeds before my time. I'm going to go the Chief. Lucas Radovi. <laughs> yeah, Lucas Radovi nice. in defence. Obviously, that's Radovi in his prime, not when his knees started to go, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, one of our so obviously club legend, one of our still one of our best ever defenders over the years. So yeah, I've gone for the I've gone with the chief. What have you gone for? Um, my first defender. So I've gone a two-one-one uh, formation here. Um, <laughs> so one of my defenders is Stuart Dallas. Is it now? Yeah, twenty-eight years old. He, he's probably played a fair share of five-a-side football. You know, he's versatile. He can play anywhere. And in five-a-side, I think, you know, you, you obviously have positions in five-a-side, but you don't really stick to positions. You know, you run about, you know, wherever you need to, really. And I think Dallas would be perfect at that. You know, he never stops running. Um, I, I think he's a good player. So Dallas, for me, because, you know, he can defend and he can attack. He can score goals. And I think he'd be great. <laughs> so Dallas, for me. As, uh, I've, gone for the, I've gone for a one-two-one formation. So uh, what's your, who's, your, who's your other defender? Oh, I was hoping that you would go with two defenders so I could, you know, choose yours as well. Um, I don't know, because I, I haven't got a left foot in my team so far yet. And I think that, you know, Liam Cooper would be a good option. But I actually went with Pontus Janssen because, you know, just he's the... big, he's strong, he's fast, he's skillful. And I think that he just scared the living daylights out of the opposition. <laughs> no, on the fireside pitch, you've got Pontus Janssen in front of you. You're, ne- you're not messing with him. <laughs> I suppose not, no. <laughs> so, so I've gone right. with Pontus and Dallas. Uh, a strange back two, but, um, you know, we'll go with it. Uh, midfielders, Charles, who have you got? 
Uh, well, I've gone for two midfielders, um, and both are currently in the Leeds United squad. I've gone for Calvin Phillips and Pablo Hernandez in midfield because I've got I've got that, that I've got the kind of defensive wall. It can help out. It can maybe drop into the two-one-one when they're defending, mm-hmm. and then move into the one-two-one when they're attacking. So I've gone with uh, Phillips there to the, uh, do a bit, all the kind of clear-up work because there's, there's a lot of clear-up work and stopping counter-attacks in five-a-sides. So I thought he'd be good at that. Mm-hmm. And I've gone for Pablo because you always need a skillful player just to turn it on, on the in five-a-side and just be the best player on the pitch. Yeah, I've gone with Pablo Hernandez as well. I don't think it needs an explanation. You know, he's just he, he's one of the best, if not the best, football player Leeds United have had um, for the past ten years, really, the past ten fifteen years. So yeah, Pablo Hernandez in there. I was debating it because he is thirty four years old now, and I, I don't think he'd you know he'd, he'd be too you know as fast and and as quick. He's still, he's, he's still side, the, the murder ball sessions with Bielsa though. So if he can yeah. do that, he can do five aside. Yes, so yeah, Pablo Hernandez in our teams. Uh, striker then, who have you got? I went a bit kind of biased on this one. I, I went Luciano Bacchio <laughs> up front. Just so I think he'd be, just because his kind of ability in the air, his determination, just get the ball in the back of the net, I think would really do well in, in five-a-side. And he loved, obviously he loved um, running about and that. So there's a, lot, there's a lot of running about in five-a-sides, I think they'd be particularly up yeah. front. And uh, um, yeah, just mainly because it's favouritism because he's put, probably my favourite ever Leeds player. So yeah, in my time to play in the club. When I first sorted out this team, I did have <laughs> I did have a play with, but because of recent news, I've had to take him out. Really, uh, I did have Ross McCormack in there. <laughs> yeah, he probably... have you kept him in? No, I haven't. I've taken him out now because of recent say, news. Re- obviously, recent news is a. Uh... <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a massive difference between Ross McCormack as a person and Ross McCormack as a footballer. He was a fantastic footballer. He yeah. he kept Leeds United up. A number of years for me, he did. He 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 was the main player. He did everything, scored all the goals, created everything. He was just a fantastic player, and I think in five aside, he could he could do a really good job. He he do a lot really. So I did go with him, but of course, recent news, I've now taken him out, and I've gone the same with you, Luciano Becchio. <laughs> just a uh, great, just a great player. Yeah, and I think you know the Spanish link up as well with Pablo Hernandez. Of course. Becky wasn't Spanish, but he speaks Spanish because he's Argentinian. So um, I think, you know, they'd link, those two will link up quite well because Becky, he doesn't really speak English, does he? So I think that, he, you know, having Pablo there is probably, probably a good option. So, yeah, that that's it really, isn't it? We, we've gone through all five players. I think so. So yours is... It's uh, Nigel Martin, Lucas Radebe, Calvin Phillips, Pablo Hernandez, Luciano Becchio for a five-a-side team. I think that's a very good team. That's a good team. That is a good team. And mine is Ila Meslier, Pontus Janssen, Stuart Dallas as the back two defenders. And then going forward, Pablo Hernandez and then Becchio in front of him, which I don't think is too bad. I think your five side team would probably beat mine. <laughs> <laughs> but I think those are two very solid five side teams, you know. A lot of thought in those. So I think I think yeah. those have been I think those have been quite good. Um before we move on to some news then, a uh, big shout out to All Things Leeds website and blog writer Johnny Chick, who's released another phone pad song video. Um of course the first one it was obviously <laughs> scoring goals chant um his new one i don't think it's quite as good as the first one um yeah. but it is of the phillips the Perlo chant which is very good it's very clever so um yeah go watch that if you can on their twitter uh johnny chick just search up the name and you'll probably find it um but yeah really good creativity there it brightens up your mood really if you're having a bad day in self-isolation really um on some news now then and uh, last week we spoke about the communication between the club and its fans throughout this pandemic really and i don't 
don't think it's been too good. Uh, but we were saying, you know, that they needed to do something about the season ticket, you know, renewal deadline. They needed to extend it for the fans who can't afford to pay during this difficult time. And uh, the club have now addressed it, which, you know, I'm very pleased about. But they didn't really, you know, they didn't address it in, until the day of the renewal, obviously, which I, I feel is quite poor. You know, the, you know, announcing that the deadline is going to be extended on the on the deadline day I, I don't think that's too good um and we first of all found out in a yep article that was written by ceo angus kinnear um who wrote um you know he, he didn't really say much on it either um he just said in brackets uh for those who simply can't renew due to circumstances the window will obviously be extended i don't think stating that in little detail in brackets with you know without mentioning a you know a new deadline um i don't think that's a, a great way to go about it charles no, I mean, the obvious part is not obvious, which is the first thing that hits me. There. It's not obvious a club would yeah. extend its season ticket deadline. It's even less obvious when you don't tell them how long you're going to extend it for. Yeah, exactly. Or till. So, yeah, it's weird and it's poor and it should be an official club communication, not a, a YEP article from a from Angus Kinnear, who for some reason is communicating through a newspaper, and <laughs> which he doesn't work for instead of the yeah. club, which he does work for which is very confusing. Yeah, I don't think that was a good way to go about it at first. I think that, you know, especially, you know, releasing the news on the deadline, I think that they could have done it a lot earlier. Um, I think that would have been a lot better. Um, but the club did eventually release a club statement, which is which is great. Um, and, you know, they've said that those who haven't renewed yet will be emailed, uh, which is fair enough. Uh, but as I said, they could have done it a bit earlier and they could have announced when the new deadline is really instead of just emailing scene take orders who haven't. But it was good reading that statement though because it said that 21,600 Fans have renewed. That's ninety percent, which is just insane. Fantastic support, you know, with supporters renewing their scene tickets first season, which we don't even know when when it's going to start. Fantastic support, Charles. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm sure the club know that that people are really kind of passionate about this project, and they really do want to see another season of Bielsa and another season of um, of excellent football. Hopefully, in the Premier League, should this season get finished, and should Leeds obviously win enough games out of the last nine to get promoted, which is not certain, as we know from the yeah. from last year. But yeah, it's, it's it is phenomenal support. And but you would think that after the deadline's been extended, that we might even get a hundred percent renewal, which would be amazing. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously we got about like the I think it's a fifth or sixth pr- uh, price freeze in a row. Uh, obviously, the the prices are still fairly high anyway. <laughs> so yeah, they're very high. I think I think, it, I think you need to take the, the price freeze with a pinch of salt because we're not paying pennies to go see it. But yeah, I'm 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 still very pleased with the level of support the fans are giving the club. Um, yeah, yeah. not just obviously literal support, but also financial support because it'll give us more money to spend next year. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, the, you know, Angus Kinnear said that during this difficult time, the money on scenes tickets, you know, <laughs> renewals is what's gonna, you know, help the club a lot during this difficult time. Which, which, you know, which, which was quite obvious, and you know, it's good that a lot of people, you know, have over renewed and they are helping the club in some way. They said that um, because sixty percent of people have renewed in the first month, it would have been unfair to extend the deadline. Which I don't think it would have, because <laughs> I mean, the, the renewal window is so short anyway. <laughs> it's like a month and a half, two months. Which is yeah. a really short. I, I don't know why just why not just do it until these tickets go on general sale. You know I, that's what I don't understand. But um, you know it's good that they've addressed it now. The uh, renewal deadline extended, which is fantastic. And um, yeah, the, the club are getting there <laughs> in terms of communication. You know to the fans during this difficult time. Um, but yeah, we uh, we move on. Um, in other news, um, it's been reported from an interview 
from 4-4-2 that Calvin Phillips has told Jose Mourinho, of course, Tottenham Hotspur manager, that he wants to stay at Leeds United for the rest of his career um, following an approach from Tottenham. Um, and Charles, if this is true, which it seems like it is, then <laughs> it's great. <laughs> great. I mean, I don't know how realistic this is because obviously we're we're past the January transfer window, but we're not into the summer transfer window. We don't know whether Leeds are going to go up or not. And you would imagine that if we were to go up, that he would stay. There would be no reason for him not to stay. He would be on Premier League money because I imagine the whole squad will be on bonuses if they go up. So, I mean, obviously you'll get more money at Tottenham than you will at Leeds. That's just a fact because they've just got more money than we do. And you might get to play European football. I don't, I don't know where Spurs are in relation to the Europa League or anything like that. Or, the, or a possible later run for the Champions League, as, uh, maybe as unlikely as that seems. But um, yeah, yeah I, I, would like to, I would like to believe that story. I would like to think that that did happen, but that might be a bit of paper talk. Yeah, I mean, obviously take it with a pinch of salt, but, you know, it does sound like it, you know, like it is, you know, from an actual interview with him. And, you know, it's fantastic news if it is true. And, you know, Calvin Phillips, he does strike me as that type of person. You know, he strikes me as a genuine person. You know, he's a Leeds lad. Um, You know, he loves Leeds. He's proud to be, you know, a Leeds United lad. Um, You know, he's living out his dream, really. You know, Leeds United fan playing for his boy club, probably the best player at that club right now. You know, he's living out his dream and he's doing his family proud. You know, we've seen his family, you know, on the documentary and on social media page and you know they all seem very proud which you know they should be and um you know he's a Leeds lad and you know I think that he is Leeds through and through and he does strike me as that type of person and he strikes me as another you know as a player who who would stay at his boyhood club for as long as he wanted really you know all of his career if he could you know like a Steven Gerrard type of player really you know he does strike me as that kind of person yeah but Steven Gerrard even Flirted with Chelsea, didn't he? At one point in his career, he was considering yeah. leaving Liverpool for Chelsea. So loyalty will only go so far. It has to be matched by ambition of the club. And obviously, Leeds are showing ambition at the moment to get promoted, but they'll have to. I imagine to keep the players that we've got and to bring in new players, we'll have to show new ambition when we go up. Because I imagine the first season, people will be happy with survival, but then you'll want people who want to go, you know, like mid-table and then regular mid-table finishers. And then, you know, obviously top 10, top eight, maybe after a few years, if we stay in the Premier League and if we invest well. But yeah, so you have to match the loyalty with ambition. But you'd like to think that a lot of these players, given the support they've had and the kind of family feel at the club at the moment, they would consider staying for the long term. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, if there's big time approaches made, then he probably will leave. And, you know, money talks, money does talk. You know, a player could say, oh, I love the club, but look at Beckford, <laughs> you know, no, yep. what shirt am I wearing, bruv? <laughs> Gets a big, big, uh, big offer from Everton and, and he goes to Everton, which, you know, you can't really blame him for, really. But yeah, money talks and, you know. He, he, he did address that in an interview, though. Beckford, he was saying that the uh, the club weren't offering him anywhere near like decent terms yeah. for how many goals he was scoring because obviously we had bad ownership at the time. So you can understand why players in that era would be more likely to leave. Uh, Ross McCormack yeah. as well, phoning up Sky Sports. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but given the current ownership, you would like to think that given they are far more reasonable than the ones we've had in previous in previous years, that the players would consider staying or you know think about the possibility of staying much more seriously than they have done in the past. Yeah, I mean, a lot of players have already committed their future long term with the club. You know, the likes of Stuart Dallas, Liam Cooper, Luke Kalin, who said in a recent interview that he thinks that he'll probably stay in, in Leeds or Yorkshire, you know, for, for the rest of his life or, or, or career, really, which is, of course, fantastic taste. So, no, I'd, I do think right now, you know, we've got a really good bunch of players, you know, really good professionals and. <laughs> Great know, bunch of lads. 
<laughs> you, they are, you yeah, know. Well, that's what Warlock would say. <laughs> no, it seems like you know there's a, there's a really good morale amongst the group now. You know, I think a few years ago you're looking at our best players and you're like, ah, oh, you couldn't really blame them for wanting to leave Leeds because we're you know we're doing dreadful, but, but right now we're doing good. We got you know some good people at the club. I mean, you know, I think I think the players are really happy, and and you'd hope that Calvin Phillips, a player like Calvin Phillips, would would stay because of course he's one of our best players. So, um, you know, hopefully that that news is true. If it is, fantastic. But yeah, I, I think that a lot of players will stay. You know, even through this, you know, if 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 the season gets void and we have to spend another full season in the championship, I think that a lot of players will stay because they'll understand the situation. Um, you know, you'd hope. You hope. Um, moving on then, on to uh, some other news. Uh, as we've discussed on the podcast before, uh, the date for football to return in the UK is uh, April the 30th. Whether that happens, we'll have to wait and see. I very much doubt it. But it does look like, you know, the authorities, the EFL Premier League, do want domestic leagues to finish. Um, you know, as we said last week, the EFL came out and said that their primary objective is to deliver a successful conclusion to the 2019-20 season. Um, and they've also provided a £50 million shot short-term relief and uh, package to offer uh, financial relief to clubs in for short-term, which is, of course, fantastic. Uh, but it's been reported by uh, Miguel uh, Delaney, hopefully I'm pronouncing that name right, Miguel Delaney, chief football writer at The Independent. And, and he's saying that um, the Premier League are planning to move clubs into quarantine training camps similar to World Cups um, and play all remaining games in the Midlands during June and July with all 92 games uh, being broadcast live on TV. Now, obviously, take these reports with a pinch of salt. Um, we don't know how reliable it is, but, you know, it, it sounds good. It, it, it sounds promising if that is true, Charles. Yeah, promising in the sense that it seems like a sensible solution to kind of separate the players and the player and the management staff and getting them obviously in a in a space where they can finish the season and obviously the leads may go up. That'd be good. Not so promising in the sense that, that it seems like they are more or less frantically flapping about trying to finish the season off rather than thinking what's best for the clubs and the fans. Because it won't be good for League One and League Two fans. It won't be good for majority championship club fans. Yeah. It'll be all right. It'll be all right for a couple of the richer uh, parachute payment clubs in the championship and obviously all the Premier League clubs will be all right. But you'd think, well, if you're finishing the games anyway, where's all the revenue for all the smaller clubs? Yeah. I mean, I think that they'd probably do some more support packages really like the EFL have done um, and the Premier League have done as well but I do think you know just at least you know at least get the season finished you know we, we've discussed this many times you know um, if the games are to be played behind closed doors then then so be it as long as, as the season is finished just to keep everything intact really you know that I don't see the point in prioritizing a competition that hasn't started yet you know it makes no sense just get the season finished I don't care when the season you know resumes I don't care if it's in June um, you know, I don't care if it's for another year or two. You know, as long as this season finishes, um, hopefully it's not another year or two, obviously. But whenever it is, whenever football returns, it needs to be the remaining games of this season for me. Yeah, I mean, no, you yeah exactly. It's the only fair way. 80% or something and then cancel it in favour of something that hasn't even begun yet. Yeah, you know, I think that teams will still complain. Not everyone will be happy with whatever decisions made. And I still think that a lot of teams will complain, especially the teams in relegation zones, such as Aston Villa and, and, and Norwich and, and, and the likes. Um, you know, they'll complain about it because, you know, of well, course, they, they just want to stay in that league for another season. Um, frankly, they can cry more because they deserve to go down. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. They've been no, poor. Is. Yeah, they've been poor for seventy five percent of a the season. They deserve to go down, especially Norwich. They, I think, they're already down for me. But you know, it's the only fair reason. I think the majority of clubs would rather have the season played out than this season just be null and void. And you know, if the season is null and void, then you know what happens with you know with players who have scored goals. You know, maybe got goal bonuses. Do they need to give that money back? Will awards need to be given back? Um, you know, season ticket holders, will we get our money back for you know for games that we've been to and stuff? You know, the, the, there's all this. You know, there's a lot of financial implications if the league's just null and void. You know, it's not as simple as oh yeah, get the league just cancelled. It's not as simple as that. You've you've got you've got a big process to to yeah. go through and a lot of things to look at. And I think the only fair way for me is just to finish the season. I mean, of course, we have had the uh, leagues below the national league, uh, the national league north and south. Um, all those leagues below then have been avoid but i think that you know you know we said it last week you know further down the pyramid it is more about people's health and further up it's all about money which as you know i don't think is right but that you know it's just a fact really and there's a lot more money at stake higher up um but the national league though the national league the north and south leagues they've been suspended indefinitely which you know doesn't sound good and you know charles there is a feeling there that it might be a domino effect because of course you know if some leagues are played out to a finish and there's teams in the relegation zone, and they get relegated. You know, it trickles down all the way to grassroots, really. You know, you've got teams go up, teams who go down. So if, if you're in League 2, you're in the relegation zone, you get relegated if the season's played out, but the National League has been null and voided. Then what happens to those teams? Do they remain in League 2? You know, it, it's a very complicated situation. And what were your thoughts on all this, Charles? Well, it reminds me of the, the way that the kind of... Em- MLS and you know the American I use this word with the disdain soccer leagues are run where they they don't have promotion or relegation they just have you, if you're in MLS you you either win the league or you come bottom of the league people come bottom don't come, don't go down they just have a bad season yeah. and no, nothing ever moves and it, it's kind of unfathomable for people that live in this country that you would just be the worst team in the league all year round and then just Ah, oh, never mind. We'll just do it again next year. Yeah, exactly. Or if you, or if you win the league, you think, well, that's fine. But does it mean anything if I can't go down? If there's no consequences for not, there's no consequences for losing. Then what, what, what is the point in trying to win? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I seen that strike. You know, that strikes me. Uh, you know, for a team, you know, who's in the relegation zone, they're gonna go down. It's Bradford Park Avenue in the National League North. Of course, I do a lot of work for Aziz Celtic, and I look at that league a lot. And Bradford Park Avenue, you know, they're, they're pretty much already relegated. And it, you know, it just seems, you know baffling to me that we could be playing Bradford Park Avenue again in the next season so yeah we've said it loads the season needs to be finished that's the only fair way really the logical way really you know why why prioritize things that haven't happened yet you know just get the season finished whenever it is but it does you know it does sound good you know that the Premier League BFL it sounds like they want to get the season finished and whatever way it can you know just get it finished really Um, now let's move on to some questions then of course uh, last week we answered Barney's question and after that you know we asked everyone who you know is listening and watching right now to ask some questions get some questions in and we got a few comments on YouTube from the last episode Um, we got one from Liam Moore actually that asks are you two twins (laughs) what (laughs) we could look more different We, we look absolutely nothing like each other yeah, I know, exactly. We've got different last names as well. And if we were twins, we'd probably be living in the same house together and so we wouldn't be doing this podcast over Skype. No. <laughs> it was that such was, a weird that question. Be, that would be weird, yeah. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know where he's getting that one from. Yeah, that question made me chuckle. Um, but no, but no, Liam, I'm, we, I'm, we are not I'm, twins. <laughs> I'm trying to think why he would think that because our voices don't even sound similar. We're not. Yeah. We're not similar. Uh, it's just I weird. I, I think it, I think it would just trying to be funny but it, yeah, it, it, unless he's on the wind up you might be on a wind up yeah 
Uh, but no, we are not twins. But a good question, though, which I felt we should probably answer on, on the podcast here is, is from uh, Jive091. And um, he asks, do you lads think we will be on fire when we actually do get this season going again? And I thought that was a great question. You know, It's interesting. Uh, Charles, what are your initial thoughts? Will, will we be on fire again when the season get when the season starts up again? Well, I'm of the opinion, I don't think this is an unfair opinion, that we are probably the fittest team in the EFL. 100%. Yeah. So, uh, also, we, we've started every season so far and to be also on fire. We've, the first few games are always brilliant. We're always really high tempo mm-hmm. and the players are always really up for it. It would depend whether or not, like if, we, if they did this, this, football camps in the Midlands thing if they said to all the clubs alright you've got two weeks to train and go back up to fitness and then we'll play the games I think if they, if they did that for everyone I still think yeah I think we would go back into it immediately on fire. I think if they just pulled it out of the blue and said, all right, you lot are playing Saturday, we would see some interesting results as to which teams <laughs> kept fit and which teams hadn't. It would really yeah. depend on the circumstances of which they finished the season to answer yeah. the question for me. I do think we would be good because we are always good when we're starting a new section of the season or uh, whether it's start or starting a run. I think we we probably would for the last nine games. I think we, we we would do quite well. I'd be surprised if we just came back and just fell off again. I mean, but, I I agree with you. You know, as you were saying, we are we are the fittest team in the league. You know that by a long way. You know, we know what Bielsa puts the players through, and we're in the second season of of you know having Bielsa at the club. So. You know, we definitely are the fittest team, and you know, during all this, you know, the players have been sent bikes, they've been sent, you know, you know, lists of what to eat, you know, what to, you know, how to train and stuff. Um, and as you said last week, Charles, you saw Jamie Shackleton out on a run as well. Now, obviously, you know, I think every professional footballers, you know, still training and um, they've got a training regime, they got, you know, an eating regime. But, you know, from my understanding as well, you know, the players they still they can still go to Four Parch and run around the track if they don't have anywhere to run um around where they live. So they're still keeping themselves fit and yeah, as you as you say, we are probably out of this team. And if we were to go again this weekend, just just out of the blue, you know, if if they were gonna say tomorrow, oh yeah, game on Saturday, you know, play it. <laughs> um, I, I think I think that we would do well because we because we are very fit and you know we're very good football inside. You know, we're, we're top of the championship table. So um, um, yeah, for a reason. Yeah, I mean this is this could be the longest time we've ever spent at the top of a championship table. <laughs> I think it probably is. I think if we go another, I think it's like another week or so. I think it probably is. <laughs> Fantastic. But yeah, but, you know, the players, they are keeping themselves fit. Uh, but obviously, you know, it all depends, you know, if the season will be finished and if it will, how it how it will be finished. I think that the players, you know, will need a couple of weeks, you know, two, three weeks just to get back into it all because, they, you know, they probably haven't kicked a football for ages. You know, they're keeping themselves fit, but whether they're playing football is, is you know, is another question, you know, because... So I've been I've been on like you know a few years ago when I was driving I went on a three week holiday came back got in the car and I had to get used to driving again. So if you haven't kicked a football for ages, you know for for weeks and months, you need to get used to kicking a football again. Really, you know just you just need to get you know get back used to it. So I do think that you know when football does return, the players will need two or three weeks just to prepare for everything. And it, it, it's going to be like a new season anyway. You know if this season is going to be completed when that restart comes it is going to be like a new season you know this is now a pre-season because last pre-season you had the players you know especially jack harrison you know still doing a lot of training a lot of gym work so this is kind of like pre-season that we're going through right now you know the players will then return and and you know they'll, they'll be going back into it um and then when when this season you know resumes hopefully um it will be like a new season and we always tend to do a lot better at the start of the season compared to the latter stages so yeah, I, I do think we would we would still be you know on fire, as as Jive says, we would still be on fire if if the season starts. You know, it it'll be difficult 
I think, though, uh, you know, of course, it'll be difficult for players to get back into it, but it'll certainly be interesting. And yeah, as, as he says, you know, hopefully <laughs> the, the season does get just does resume. And yeah, I, I, I do think we'll be on fire. Charles, do, do you think we'll we'll still be at it, still be at still be at top of our game when football returns? I'm confident. Yeah, I think we'll do well. Yeah. And then, yeah, ho- ho- hopefully we do well. And yeah, hopefully, hopefully the season does get resumed and we do go up because we do need to go up this season, quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> we do need to go up. Um, but thank you very much for the question, Jack. I have a very good question and um, yeah uh, anyone who's listening or watching right now get your questions in you know tweet at us all things leads one on twitter all things leads one on instagram and all things leads on facebook or just comment on the youtube video um just comment on down and on facebook you know just get your questions in that'll be uh, that'll be fantastic and me and charles will do our best to uh, to answer them on this podcast uh but that does bring us to the end of episode 61 of the all things leads podcast another very different episode uh, but thank you very much to Charles, as always, for joining me. Thank you for having me on, mate, despite the technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, a lot of technical difficulties, and we'll get them sorted for the next episode. Uh, but thank you for joining me. Uh, thanks to everyone who has uh, listened or watched. We really do appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoyed, then if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating on there, maybe. Give us a good review. Uh, share the podcast around as well. Uh, follow on social media. All Things Leads 1 on Twitter and Instagram, and All Things Leads on Facebook. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. All Things Leads on there check out the website as well um and yeah during these difficult and unprecedented times uh, you know i just want to remind everyone you know follow the advice you know save lives take care um uh, you know save lives save the nhs and just you know stay at home as much as you can but yeah charles listen stay safe stay healthy um as, as i say do, um have you, you got too. any plans for this evening <laughs> probably gonna just gonna watch the rest of that still until i die series that's probably the plan have a cup of <laughs> yeah, tea I might, I might read a book and that's about it have a bath <laughs> <laughs> same because eh? because uh, there's not much to do so, <laughs> so yeah <laughs> yeah same here eh? uh but yeah everyone who's listening you know make sure to follow all the advice to save life save the nhs uh but yeah take care stay healthy and uh we'll speak to you soon